welcome to another Root Issues podcast, your midweek jolt. I'm in the booth today with Alyssa Smits. Hello. And Mr. Steve Woodrow. Good to be I'm here. I'm Chris. Luke is in Mexico. Uh, I mean, Thanksgiving in Mexico, it just seems different, but you know, he's going to be there maybe just till Sunday. He's very unpatriotic. Well, I know, but yeah. I mean, he'll be yeah, back. But I mean, it's, you know, Thanksgiving taco. really patriotic. I mean, I, I could do a Baja taco yeah, yeah. on Thanksgiving Day. I sure. could do like 20 Baja tacos sure. on yeah. Thanksgiving Day. So Luke is not joining us today, but we brought in an awesome Alyssa. We're going to bring her back and bring her back and bring her back. Oh, wow. So we're hoping like the conversation today is going to be awesome. <laughs> We are still jumping in and digging in in Steve Woodrow's This Is Love series. And this one, he brought a super challenging um, title with it. It says, Living in the World and Doing the Will of God. And so those two kind of sometimes immediately can just kind of like, boom, just kind of run into contradiction. Mm -hmm. And so we're out of 1 John 2, 15 through 17. And that's going to be where some of the reading is. But we're going to jump in with our 60 seconds. Oh, we're going to do that again. Yeah, we're going to do that again. Yeah, we're going to give Steve 60 seconds, and then we'll pop it over to Alyssa. Oh, good. And then we'll pop it over. Yeah, not going first. (laughs) I mean, it's your first time. I told you about 60 seconds like two hours ago. She doesn't get a waiver. She's her first time. No, she doesn't get a waiver. No, No. I guess not. And I did. I was in the full service, and I took good notes. Here we go. Yeah, because Sunday school was covered. Hey, thank you for all of our Sunday school Paper Bible and paper notes. You get an extra gold score. Yeah, Alyssa is in here with paper Bible and paper notes i'm sitting here with my ipad the slide notes all over it steve's got his macbook really not showing my generation doing it proud (laughs) yeah no you are you're not you You are that's that's the way we need to go you're taking your generation to old school okay you know which is new school yeah Yeah. vintage all right steve your 60 seconds goes now yes um yeah we we're in first john chapter two um where john warns the church right um about the uh, about the world, right, and the the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, the pride of life, um, and that uh, boy just shows the church. Look, this is a battle we're in, um, and so I, I think you know Sunday. What I was trying to do with that text was just try to hold up these two things. We're called to live in the world, but then we're called to do the will of God. And sometimes in this passage, we just focus on those three things. Oh my gosh! And we think about how am I going to fight off these three things. Rather than the ends by saying, you know, all that is passing away, um, but whoever does the will of the Father will abide forever. Uh, and so that should be our focus of understanding doing the will of the Father. And then I tried to just break down a little bit how do we do the spiritual dynamics of how do we carry out the will of the Father and understand that Jesus came for our whole being, mind, body, spirit, everything. And, uh, that's oh it. yeah, your time so. is up. But thank you. Yeah, that was insightful, and we're going to jump into a lot of that. All right, Alyssa, you got sixty seconds. Recap what stood out okay. from Sunday's teaching to you. Okay. Well, I think the main things were the importance of actually living in the world. Like, don't deter away from mm-hmm. doing things and being around things that might not jump out immediately as Christian or spiritual or spiritual in the wrong way. Uh, I think through pressing in and through maybe even making mistakes, that's when the will of God for your life sometimes becomes the most obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I do think the balance between those two is imperative. And uh, for me, it can be hard to, you know, discern uh, what direction God is wanting me to take or 
So I think just journeying through that more, and I like how you tied discipleship back into it, because I think through discipleship is where that becomes really obvious, you know, speaking with other people, talking to other people, and you're going to flesh out um, your issues of your heart and, yeah, yeah, what things may be coming from worldly perspectives and what are uh, coming from God. That's awesome. That is great. And under a minute. Wow. Oh, okay. That's cool. She beat the she timer. wins. She beats. The you timer. didn't make the timer go off for me though. No, I didn't. Because oh, okay. I'm going to give you some grace. <laughs> Thank first you. I'm going to be like hitting you with a do 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 All right, here yeah. I go. So you know, okay. listening to this message this morning, I was at a wildlife camp with a bunch of middle schoolers this weekend. But you know, I was enthralled with this one main statement that you made that. You know, there's been this, because I've been in the church business for 20 years, and it's really just church lingo of like, oh, you know, like, you know, the seeker movement, you know, it made a lot of followers of Christ, but it didn't make disciples. But you kind of threw out this statement that there cannot be followers without discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that so many people, because when I talk to people, I'm like, you know, hey, have you ever been discipled? Like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, have you ever like really said, I'm going to follow Jesus and then had someone else hold you accountable to that and grew you in that? And so for that, it's kind of like, that's incredible because I think, you know, we think we're missing a piece of the puzzle when really we're not looking at the actual picture of the puzzle. And we're not calling people to full abandonment of their life to follow Christ, you know, to pick up their cross, to to say, yes, that's it. Oh. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, that's our 60 seconds each, and that kind of sets us up. Steve, um, do you have anything you want to lead us in on? Otherwise, I'm going to go right over to Alyssa and just let her kind of start setting some tone here. Yeah, for... no, go for it, Alyssa. Okay. All right, what you got? Well, um, I think a lot of this ties to families. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. that's a role that I have here. And I said in announcements on Sunday, discipleship starts in your family. And Mm -hmm. I think in um, saying, you know, our families are Christians, our kids are Christians, you have to follow up with that, uh, with, you know, discipling your Mm -hmm. kids. And I don't know what that looks like, you know, for different people, but um, definitely have some suggestions, you know, on how you could do that or get Mm -hmm. that started. I think organically, obviously, is the best. You know, as situations arise, you want to always tie in biblical truth Mm -hmm. and, you know, your perspective on how you would handle that Mm -hmm. as a Christian, you know, thinking what Jesus would do ultimately. Um, or what, you know, God wants for your life. But I think if it's not happening organically, then you do need to set up times to be in the Word, right? Yeah, um, for yourself and, you know, hopefully your spouse, but then also as a family and as a group. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, I agree because, I mean, it's like, you know, when you just bring up the word discipleship and that it starts in the family, I think, you know, that is where you're raising up that next generation of, like, what does it really mean to follow Christ? And be a Christian, yeah. And, and to be a Christian because, I mean, there were early parts of my childhood maybe before I could understand what was happening where, okay, we go to church Sunday morning, Sunday right. night, and Wednesday night. That's what we do, and yeah. that's what makes us a Christian. But then as I grew, and then as my father and my mother took more of a discipling role, mm-hmm. they were teaching me how to reason the decisions that I made based on my relationship with Christ, Yeah, which I totally abandoned in eighth grade and then just put on earmuffs and didn't listen to him all through high school. Right, that happens. It happens, but, you know, but there but was the this. the foundation was yeah. there, right? And mm-hmm. then you came back to it. So I think if you're just starting your Christian journey now as an adult, you need to partner with somebody and build mm-hmm. that foundation for mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. And then, you know, work on doing that with your kids, mm-hmm. too. Like, you can't just tell them we're this, but then have no traditions or no conversation or no 
Bible time together to, Mm -hmm. you know, reinforce those things and let those concerns or questions, you know, arise. Come up. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it'll help you in your faith too. Uh, I think this is fantastic. And that fits into, you know, my first point that I didn't spend too much time on just because I didn't have time was the the first question of, you know, do we have a biblical view of Mm -hmm. the world? Right. and that's what we're doing with our children. We're giving them a proper view how to view the world through wow. the lens of the Bible. It begins that way, but underneath all that, it can easily just be a bunch of rules, a bunch of truth statements, propositions, mm-hmm. if there isn't that discipleship this, that hands their hand off to Jesus. Yeah. I need you to follow him personally, be committed to him personally, and that's the deeper walk right? that we've been kind of scratching at here in First John. But I thought, you know, I didn't get to read some of these verses, but mm. I thought, you know, there's, I don't know, it looks like about eight times that John uses the word world mm-hmm. in First John. Yeah. And some of these statements are pretty profound, you know. Um, uh, obviously, the, the ones we specifically looked at in chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, talks about, mm-hmm. right, we talked about the desires of the flesh, the yeah. lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is of the world, not of the Father. And you can't love that and love the Father. But, you know, there's some really insightful, let me read a couple of these in First uh, John 3, 1, the world does not know us, um, we are now children uh, um, of God, members of a different family. In other words, in verse 1 of chapter 3, it says the world doesn't know us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, again, that's that set-apartness that we'll get to in just a minute. In verse 8, it, this is a profound, First uh, John 3, 8 says the reason the Son of God, the reason Jesus appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And he goes on, right, to say in, in chapter 5 that actually the world is under the power of the devil. And uh, that's an interesting thought, especially in light of Election Day today, mm-hmm. right? Is the world, its yeah. system is under the power of the devil, yeah. the evil one. Now, I think most Christians probably have not wrestled with the magnitude of that statement, right? And that Jesus came to defeat, right, the powers of Mm -hmm. the evil one. And this is why all through the entire Bible, just theologically looking at this larger view, and we can't understand so much of the Bible if we don't get this view right, Mm -hmm. is to understand that that all the governmental systems of the world, everything is under his. That's why when Jesus was tempted, you know, Satan says, look, bow to me, all the kingdoms are yours, Right. So that's why the nations throughout the the scripture are seen as being right under the power of the evil one. But the one just to camp out on a little bit. There's several here. I just encourage everybody to go read them all. But is verse 13 of chapter three, and it says as John says to the church, he says, "Do not be surprised, brothers and sisters, that the world hates you." Mm-hmm. Now, isn't that interesting? Because a lot of my Christian upbringing, and, or I should say my Christian ministry, was all about being relevant. It was all about trying to get the world and the culture to like me right. or yeah, like the totally. church. Mm-hmm. And John just flips this thing around that we haven't thought through to say, wait a minute. If the world is liking me, guess what? I've lost the power of my witness. Yeah. Right. I might just be loving the world and not loving the Father, yeah. right? Don't be surprised, right? It, the world does not know you. And in John, the Gospel of John, Jesus says, it hated me, it's going to hate you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's some heavy-duty stuff to realize, especially when you think about children, you know, who mm-hmm. are wrestling with, wait, why this animosity towards my faith or, yeah. or mm-hmm. this decision or that decision? And um, I think that's a big issue, especially everything that's going on. Yeah. How quick is going on here? Yeah. He says, it's just as relevant today if not more it's like yeah. come on well, church don't be surprised it's so important that your 
kids, no matter how old they are, even if they're adults and they have their own kids, but they see the family as something that will is a true example of Christ love. They will mm-hmm. always love you. They are there right. to support you and they're alongside you, you know, in being a unit that can all be hated together, you know, yeah. like yeah. Right. you will always be loved and accepted here. Absolutely. And this is why, because this is what we believe. This is the example that we've had set for us. That's it. That's it. Well, I mean, you know, there's so much softening in vocabulary because I mean, it's like, you know, if mm-hmm. you, you know, you're like on Instagram or if you're on Facebook or if you're in the social media platform, you know, you follow other people, mm-hmm. but are you really following them? I mean, you're seeing their photos, you're seeing their stories. You may not even know them, so it's impossible to truly be following them. And so the whole definition of follower has changed and shifted. And I mean, you know, we try to like just drill that into our kids' heads. Mm-hmm. Like to follow Christ means you live like Christ. To follow Christ, if he says go this way, you go that way. If he says do this, you do that. You know, if he says to be set apart and mm-hmm. be different than the world, then you do that. But I think for so many of them, like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, you know, because I've, I mean, I follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. Their definition and the vocabulary of what follow means has been so watered down and so weakened. Mm-hmm. And so... Exactly it's it's almost challenging some yeah. of that because you know I mean, the thing I'm really noticing yeah. and even for myself is the blurring between good and evil mm-hmm. in Absolutely. all things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, it's so hard now. Like especially in movies, there's all these twists, and the person you think is good is right. like turns out to be terrible. You know, it's it's right. very confusing now um, where that line is. So I think helping your kids and yourself. And I would say, uh, you know, where our kids are all out. Yeah. Who's still in college, but I will. Uh, I, I, parenting is harder now, and yeah. and here's the reason why. I mean, there's multiple reasons, but here's one big reason why: is that I grew up, and for the most part, my children lived in the transition zone. But yeah. uh, growing up, but you know, we grew up in a, in a nation that was still, in general, Christianity informed culture as far mm. as the morals right. of and the culture values, yeah. and values yeah. and everything, right? Parenting, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the, the common values were Judeo-Christian values. That's yeah. what informed every bit of our constitution, yeah. right? And this nation, well, that has been deconstructed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not, and we're in this transition, right, right now, where that has pretty much flipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it's an gr- interesting question. What is informing our culture, our, our values now? That is yeah. uh, the where the war is happening, right? There yeah. is, that's why we're so uh, chaotic mm-hmm. and, and so disunified, is because we do ha- we have no unity on what is forming our our compass when mm-hmm. it comes to any kind of agreement on morals or guidance moving forward. Mm-hmm. So we're in a time of flux. It's a critical time. It's a storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be interesting, right, to see what, what happens. Um, uh, my commitment is, regardless of what happens, is the church has to be the church. Yeah. And, and the only way for ultimate change is that there's revival in the church that yeah. should lead into mm-hmm. civic duty and these other things. But for a parent, yeah. right, this is uncharted territory. Right. right. This, as far as us, yeah. in the sense of walking with our children, understanding this big cultural shift that's mm-hmm. going on, and so now the the, the good news is yeah. the Bible's becoming more relevant and clear. Yeah. When John says, "Don't be surprised when the world hates, hates you, you," right? Yep. Is that would. Yeah, that, growing up, that really meant nothing to us because right. everybody with my neighbor, everybody had enjoyed going to church or thought it was a good thing or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, and, your, you know, your family was okay to be your family if you had a mom and a dad and, you know, normal. Like, yeah, exactly. there's, I don't know yeah. what normal is anymore. Exactly, yeah. right. 
Exactly. You know, so there's no com- thing to compare to unless mm-hmm. you're like ev- you're well, different or because Judeo-Christian uh, Christianity, the Bible-informed family, mm-hmm. what family yeah. is, what man is, what woman is. Well, you're very wrong right. in saying what I just said now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that know. is completely thrown up in and the air. And so, I think for kids, it's that foundation is so hard because things you want to tell them are right or good or normal. Mm-hmm. You, the world is going to tell them it's not, and they need yeah. to feel bad about that. Right. Um, everything, and that's everything just so in the hard. world, everything yeah. out when they leave the house, yeah, everything around them, social media, the yeah. friends, the peers, everything is pressuring against a biblical view of things. Yeah. Now, well, and I think it affects grand, like they're scared to tell their grown kids that have kids those things too. Yeah, exactly. You know, so uh-huh. I think everybody is just really. Yeah. No, then the, here's the positive news. On what to stand for is this brings us back to a New Testament context. Yeah. This is this is exact when you read the Bible's coming right off the pages now yeah. because this yeah. is exactly what was going on in the New Testament, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what it was like to grow up in the Roman Empire, right? Yeah. Um, or into a hostile Jerusalem, you know. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think it brings more relevance to it because I think there was that period of time, especially like when I was growing up, I'm like, ah, the Bible's not relevant. You know, but that's the same lie that the beef has been producing. But now for our kids, you know, when we talk to them about like, you know, it's kind of a struggle. It's a battle out there. You mm. need your armor on. Like you could be so easily misled. You could so easily receive a lie, think it's truth, embrace it, and then be like, I am so off map. Because, I mean, you titled this one like, you know, being in the world and yeah. doing the will of God. Living in the world and doing the will of God. So, like, what is? Let's let's drill down on that a little bit. Like, what is the will of God? Mm. Well, yeah, that that takes us in a, a, a different direction. But no, it's I, the same direction because I, I we're think, talking about living in the world. We're yeah. talking about discipleship. We're yeah. talking about like yeah. you know, but like you know, just you know, because you know, if I was like you know, listening to this, you know, and I got some of those pointers from your message is just like you know okay so what am i to be doing how do i live in this culture not be a part of this culture i'm a follower of christ i want to follow christ and i want to do his will which then gives me direction on what should i focus on today yeah i mean ultimately the will of god right is in discipleship following jesus he redeemed us right to be in fellowship with him to be righteous and holy like god Mm -hmm. So, uh, and the only way we can have fellowship with him is if we are like him, and that's the process of sanctification, growing like him, and uh, and learning what it is to be set apart. The Old Testament, yeah. the whole message is that they're exiles. We're yeah. exiles in this world. The New Testament, same thing, exile thing, church, over and over again, realize this is not your home, yeah. right? Is I've called you, you're my children, I'm bringing a new kingdom, you're part of a different kingdom, mm-hmm. not this kingdom. And back to our previous discussion, all of this big transition we're in is is what has created the idea that and that has corrupted, brought this real subtle lie into the church or, or distraction to think uh-huh. that we need to fight to make America Christian, yes. right? Rather than to be ourselves believers mm-hmm. and to realize that politics is something I step into, mm-hmm. it's not the mission of the kingdom, ultimately. Yeah. It should be overflow. And so that is actually uh, the product of this transition, right, that's mm-hmm. going on. And so the church is under trial. What are we going to do? You yeah. know, and this is there's a lot to that question. But back to the holiness, the will of God is, 
it's understanding what it is to be set apart, to be a child of God, to realize yeah. that our, our home, our citizenship, as Philippians says, is is in heaven, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and to be holy is to be removed from those things in this text, lust of the eyes, desires of the flesh, pride of life, yeah. and to be set apart for him. And uh, to know the will of God, it says those who do the will of God will abide forever. Um, wow, that means that following Jesus is understanding the will of God. So this is kind of the last part we got into, and I'm going to break this down more actually this Sunday. But just understanding, I think we've done a terrible job of really helping each other understand the spiritual dynamics of who we are. Jesus mm-hmm. can redeem our entire being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so many, I just see this over and over of a key point. This is something we could talk about actually when yeah. it comes yeah. to especially middle school and high school discipleship yeah. is understanding who we are, our makeup, understanding mm-hmm. that we have a soul, which is our emotion, our mind, our mm-hmm. mental and, um, and our will. Yeah. And that our mind, our intellect and our emotions feed our will. But we also inside our soul have a spirit yeah spirit is what connects with god and when we're born that spirit is dead because it is out of fellowship with god from adam till now mm-hmm. when we're saved being born again means the holy spirit enters mm-hmm. into us and awakens our spirit again so we can have fellowship with god yeah and now the whole spiritual life of following jesus learning how to be informed by the Holy Spirit, right, with our spirit, Romans 8, so that my mind, my thinking, and my feelings mm-hmm. follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So that my mind and my thinking are in line with the Holy Spirit so that I can do the, the will, will of God, God. be yeah. in line yeah. with the God. So now but I can I actually carry so out something. that's freeing because if you, you know, don't have that Christian mindset about it it's all on you exactly you doing dealing with your emotions and your thinking is all within your power Mm -hmm. you know people get caught up in that and then it's a lot of pressure like how do i get (laughs) out of this where when you have that spiritual cord it's like oh you know like it's not all just on me i have a lifeline yeah you know it's it's not my job to fix myself you yeah. know i have right. but that's what the example, world is telling you yeah. right over and over, yeah, into our just children fix yourself. you be yourself you be or all this statement yeah. you be you you you, be you you deserve it you you know all this yeah. stuff that is the self care piece especially and, as a mom is just actually exhausting oh, self consciousness <laughs> don't get real self like yeah. a glass of wine and a netflix show only goes yeah, yeah. so far yeah. yeah and we're gonna deal with that this guy okay good <laughs> but uh, 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 you know any wonder yeah. any one why any. is no one asking any wonder why we have the highest anxiety, highest yeah. fear, mm-hmm. highest worry, yeah. culture Everything. ever. Yeah. And fear. Let's throw fear in. Fear is right? big. All of that, especially among our young peers. It's not just COVID. No. Right? It's a larger package that is informing, right? Um, well, because you're thinking your emotions are all screwed up because there's no clear direction as to what is good and what is evil. Yeah. And if you're left to your own devices to decipher that, you're going to go crazy. Because well, you if we're left to our, ourself, then what we read in yeah. the text is, right, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, yeah. the pride of yeah. life, and who is the ruler of the world, mm-hmm. right, is... Right, so now we're in the spiritual realm, and if I don't have guidance, and this is the beauty of verse yeah. four, chapter four, greater is He is in <laughs> you than yeah. He is in the world. world. I mean, what a promise, yeah. right? Yeah. And that one should pound that home with our children, yes. even at a young age. Is yeah. no matter what's coming your I'll way, I'll make it a memory. Verse. Yeah, you know, greater <laughs> yeah, we can. right is yeah. the one who's in you, yes. right, than the one who's in the world. But if you don't lean into the mm. Lord, right, and you, like you say, mm. we're left with ourselves, then we are captive to the ruler of this world, Absolutely. and all. 
what the world says. Right? Yeah. And by not discipling in your own home, in mm-hmm. your own family, even if your kids are out of the home, you're leaving them to their own devices, yeah, right? Absolutely. So you have to be willing to take the time, mm-hmm. put your phone down, and talk to them about get in the Bible, do an Advent thing yeah. so that you're in Scripture. I don't care, you know, if it's following a script for a little bit, you know, then you can dive off from there. But you can't be overwhelmed to start. You have yeah. to so good. make it yeah. a priority. No, I mean, I think, you know, the whole being overwhelmed to start, you know, that's mm-hmm. where, like, you know, survival mode. Get out of survival mode, make a plan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then slowly you will come out of survival mode because you have a plan, even just, you know, just to have an advent thing on the table. Mm-hmm. That and the kids are excited about. You yeah. Know. You know, and then there's questions from it. Um, Alyssa Snake handles. Attack. We're going to read the Bible. Yeah. Everything. We you thought we know, were just Sunday opening gifts. Yeah. You <laughs> thought we were just going to give you gifts, but these <laughs> gifts. Yeah. But, I mean, it is. It's so much of just the dialogue that happens because it, going back to last Sunday, like, you know, are you listening to yourself mm-hmm. or are you talking to yeah. yourself? You know, and so I've been using that one like crazy with the kids, like my middle school friends from camp to, you know, my own kids. Like, you know, well, what's speaking to you right now? Mm-hmm. Is it your emotions? Is it how you're feeling? Or is it you speaking God's promises over yourself, mm-hmm. Speak, trying to listen to God? You know, where are you getting your information? That's great. And so you had mentioned something about like your mother engaging you yeah. in a discipleship way. I would love if you would just share like that, like how she was is calling you out yeah. but not calling you out like now young lady but no not you know, at all just, it was more hearing me out on the ways i was listening to myself mm-hmm. so like listening to myself often is excuses yeah you know like why you know oh i'm feeling really frustrated or sad or angry and then i have excuses for why i'm feeling that way usually to do with other people's influences on me and then it kind of justifies like me to go into that spiral of like oh woe is me poor me yeah um where i think the shift through dialogue with other people you know to get you out Mm. of that the speaking part you know, sharing a Bible verse with me here or there, or sharing their testimony of a time that they had something that was, you know, frustrating, making them feel angry or whatever, either when they were parenting or, Mm -hmm. you know, at her job or whatever. I think just having good conversation where you're able to be vulnerable and open up, not just for the sake of join me in the pit, but for, you know, (laughs) lifting to a higher place of like, well, God, you know, get in this yeah. mud pit Lisa, with me. Yeah, like God is there for you. Well, I mean, like, what you said, your mom would ask you questions, you like you know, like yeah. where is this coming from? What is the? Why is this feeling oh, there? Well, I think it's a lot to do with my mom's personality, I and mean, yeah. she just wouldn't let things, you know, sit or let me muddle or, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, honey. <laughs> you know, it's coming from the biggest place of love, yeah. of calling it out and being like, you know, well, this is what. Can I give you some advice? I think this is, you know, this could help you. Yeah, and I don't think people are willing to do that these days. They don't want to offend. They don't want to ruin, you know, worry they're going to ruin a relationship. Well, I think it actually makes our relationship a lot stronger yeah. and my love for her more pure because I know she's not just going to let me wallow down there. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like... Let's do this. That's great. God's got something better. That's fantastic. And and she's very humble too. You know, she yeah. doesn't have it all figured out at all. She also will share with me her things, and then you know, I get the opportunity, especially as an yeah. adult now, mm-hmm. to come alongside her. I just think that that is a very unique thing. I think a lot of you know 
parents of adult children are so worried about ruining something that they're not mm-hmm. willing to step out. Maybe your kids aren't ready for it. Maybe they do have some broken things you need to mm-hmm. work through first, and it would really hurt, you know, yeah. then do more good. But equipping people to know how to talk to each other. It's fantastic. Well, I mean, you know, because I just wanted to bring that up because, I mean, that is like this essence of discipleship. Because I think when mm-hmm. you say the word discipleship, you know, Try to thumb through the Bible and try to find the definition. I mean, you know, I think we've been trying to crack that egg ever oh, since I came Oh, the other thing with my staff. mom, I know it's never coming from a place of, like, yeah. selfishness, mm-hmm. like her need to be right. Yeah. I know it's coming from a genuine, because she's a Christian woman herself. Yeah. So I trust that what she's saying or asking me to do or telling me to do mm-hmm. most of the time is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's really sure. coming from... Yeah. You know, yeah, two Christian great. women. Yeah, this is good. And, and so it's like, yeah, the challenge out there for you is: Do you have somebody in your life who's speaking truth? Do that, I know. And not speaking truth. Or are truth, you that for? Someone? Are you that for someone else? You know, do you need to move into that role? You may not have it all together. You may still feel like you're completely broken. One of the things Steve was talking about was that Jesus came to give us wholeness. Not just broken mm-hmm. pieces that were fragmented, but to bring us back to whole. And we can all understand we all have some fragments. It's not wrong to have the fragments, but it's wrong to live with the fragments mm-hmm. and not process with people. Mm-hmm. And so I just love that discussion that you were talking about pre-show here, just sort of like your mom, like, okay, so where's that feeling coming from? Why is that there? You know, Because mm-hmm. it breaks it down. It gives you a place to talk about it. Yep. And then Flash you can be like, okay, yeah, I don't need to yep. feel that way anymore. You right. know? All right, Steve, great. what you got? No, that, that's all great. I just, the final thing for me, I think yeah. it's just in line with those things. I, you know, it's just the gospel, right? It's Jesus came to redeem our entire being, to make us entire whole. Being. That yeah. is kind of what salvation sozo means, uh, total healing, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously our physical body's going to mm-hmm. raise it. They're going to take care of that yeah. at the resurrection. But um, but now, you know, he boy, to integrate our thinking, our feelings, our will, and, and uh, to rest in the Holy Spirit with our spirit uh, to uh, take his yoke upon us and let the fruit of the spirit take over right that's the abundant life he's called us to and i think uh, the avenue so the question is how right and the avenue of that is it begins with discipleship getting with a group of of ladies or men Mm -hmm. or or parents and their Mm -hmm. children how do you follow what does it look like to follow so the basics of what does it mean to pick up your cross deny yourself and follow Mm -hmm. what does it mean to follow him right and the next phase of that is uh Spiritual formation mm-hmm. is understanding yeah. some of the dynamics we're mm-hmm. talking about to integrate, right? Understand how to walk by the Spirit, how to listen to the Spirit, how to yeah. listen to the voice of God. Totally. Not just caring, because I can, and I've done this, oh my goodness, just um, in, in my life, especially just, you know, going to seminary, getting caught up in the quote professional Christian mm-hmm. realm is to have it in my brain. I know the facts, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. I can still know the facts and do something might even be a right thing to do, yeah. but not by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. but by my own will. That's not doing the will of the Father. Because uh, that might not be what the Father wanted to have happen or said yeah. or anything else at that time, though my mind thinks on my own, mm-hmm. I've got that biblical fact, right? Yeah, got it. And that's a big deal for, for Pete to understand that is I need to integrate everything right Mm -hmm. so before i say or do something you know kind of exercise my will yeah question right this is where the intimacy walking with god hearing his voice of the spirit is Mm -hmm. father what is your will because remember jesus did nothing he didn't see his father doing that's our goal yeah that's our goal right and he was perfect one with the father and holy spirit and he calls us into that oneness yeah Mm -hmm. and doing that spiritual formation Mm -hmm. 
for our kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You, you don't have spirit. to wait. You don't have to yeah. wait. To, it's not. Those are not dynamics no. that you have to like. Oh, you're too young no, to understand that. Yeah. And you will grow yeah. too when you're doing it with your kids. And if you're mm-hmm. not in a place where you can meet with somebody, kids can't go to coffee shops really and have conversations. <laughs> do it at your kitchen table at dinner yeah. time. And if you're not having a meal together, that's a big problem. <laughs> Yeah, that preach it. So yeah. sit down, yeah, yeah. you know, and Come pull on. out a devotional or something yeah. and start those conversations in your house. And then, you know, that's a good way for you and your spouse to see yeah. if you're on the same page too. So I think just making it simple yeah. and mm-hmm. not getting caught up in the, well, I don't have a group or and, I don't yeah. have friends. It's like, we'll do yeah. it with your own kids first. Yeah, totally. You got and family. You remind me, family. Alyssa, of something. I don't know who said it. Maybe you do, but you know, the, the, the children don't have a little Holy Spirit. Yeah, they, right. they, they have, oh, they have the Holy yes. Spirit in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So uh, sometimes children... Yeah. Are more adapt to hear the voice of God than and we to are. Challenge you exactly, so we don't have to wait no. to teach them these dynamics because they. And this is why when we are saved, it's taught we have to be born again. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus says you can't come to me unless you come as a child, right? Yeah. So there's some really interesting dynamics that we can learn in discipling our children. Actually. Yeah. Do I have childlike faith? Mm-hmm. I need to learn to have that mm-hmm. kind of simple trust too, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for jumping in and listening to this Midweek Jolt. If you need to ever ask us questions or throw anything our way, you can reach us at rootissues at ccaspen.com. Thank you so much for joining in. It's been great having thanks Alyssa. Having yes. You know, shoot us some emails and we'll get her back on. Maybe you can just pose questions to her okay. about parenting and family and family discipleship because I know her and John or her and Carson are like going after it with John, John Ben and, and Kate, Kate yeah. because they are awesome. Oh Thanks gosh. so much for tuning in. Have an awesome week and we'll see you and hear from you when we hear from you. <laughs>